This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, September 5th. A busy, busy day across central Minnesota on the sports scene. And let's again just give you a quick recap of what the heck is going on across the listening area today. So again, in cross country, it is the Olsen Memorial Meet, and that is going to take place later on, I believe 4.30 is around that time when the running festivities get going, and of course a big deal in the Wadena community and a big memorial for Olsen. And you can hear head cross country coach Mike Brunsberg talk about how much Joanna Olsen meant to the program and what this meet's all about. You can hear that on our website, wadinaradio.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. In the latest Wolverines Weekly, our first one actually of the uh, 2023 to 24 school year. And he talks a little bit about the importance of that and kind of getting ready for that and how cool of a meet it is. Uh, and it's a big one across central Minnesota. So uh, you can hear his full thoughts on that. We're going to have that up on the website later on this morning. So be on the lookout for that and also be on the lookout on the KWAD Facebook page. But all the teams that are going to be there, of course, Wadena Deer Creek. You also have UNC, Pillager, New York Mills, Bertha Hewitt, Border West, Ashby, Brandon, Evansville, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton, Little Falls, Long Prairie, Great Eagle, Minnewaska area, New Testament Christian, Park Rapids area, Parker's Prairie, Pine River, Bacchus, Sock Center, and Verndale all making the trip to take place uh, with that meet. So best of luck to all the runners today and uh, hopefully uh, weather permitting everything does uh, turn out a little bit. I know there's the possibility of some rain in the forecast. We'll kind of just play that by ear and see how everything uh, plays out today. So also going on in our broadcast schedule tonight, uh, it is Dilworth, Glendon, Felton as the Knights. I believe they're the Knights are going to travel to take on the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines, and that is a 7:15 pregame and a 7:30 first serve over on the Superstation K106. That's 105.9 FM. You can also listen online at WadenaRadio.com or on the Superstation K106 mobile app for your phone. Uh, so that's going to be another good one again. Section 8 AA volleyball. Uh, Wadena Deer Creek moving back from Section 6 AA to 8 AA. So they're back in the same section as teams like Purim, who the Wolverines beat for their first win of the season, three to nothing. Uh, they move out of Section 6 AA, which they played Pequot Lakes in that section on a on a Tuesday night last week to begin their season. So the Wolverines are one and one on the campaign, and they look to try and make it two and one against another section opponent in Dilworth, Glendon, and Felton. And talking with Wadena Deer Creek head coach Sue Volkman in the couple times, and yes, again on Wolverines Weekly, uh, she mentioned uh, that this uh, is going to be a, a, a tough team, and uh, you know playing the gauntlet of. Pequot Lakes and Purim and DGF and the tough Sabika team that's on the schedule later this week as well. Uh, she kind of said, you know, get these tough games out of the way early, kind of see where your weaknesses are at. And that's kind of a good mentality. Some coaches, and, and there's points to either side, some coaches want to maybe have that early kind of easy 
wins or maybe some wins that you know you can pick up to kind of build that momentum and get confidence going in everybody. And there's definitely merit to that. There's also merit to what Coach Volkman said in, you know, play the tough teams right away. Take your lumps and know, like, this is where we have to get better at so we can figure it out over the course of the season instead of playing a team later in the year that kicks your butt and it's like, oh my gosh, we do not have time to get ready or to fix this uh, situation. So it'll be an interesting game tonight. Wolverines taking on Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. I'll be on the call for that one again. Listen over on the Superstation K106. So let's take a look at some state sports here. And again, last week we talked about the TJ Hawkinson uh, extension. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as WadenaRadio.com or the KWAD Facebook page to find the most recent episode of the Morning Sports Desk uh, last week where we talk about the Hawkinson extension. So we're going to kind of uh, focus here and talk a little bit about, uh, we also talk, by the way, about the Golden Gophers win on Thursday night. So you can hear kind of all breakdowns of that over there. But what I want to talk about now is uh, the Minnesota Twins, because this is the biggest series of the season, uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, Cleveland came to town last week. They won two out of three. The Twins they were able to win a game, which was good, but ultimately they kind of kept the door open for Cleveland to kind of come back in. And we talked about this, me and Corey have on the sports desk, literally all season long for the twins, which is you have an opportunity to bury your divisional opponent. So go do it. You know, it's the, uh, it's the SpongeBob meme where Plankton goes, all right, let him have it. And then the twins just look at the guardian and say, you can have it when it comes to the, uh, division race. But right now the Twins are still six games up. They were five games up coming into the series yesterday. And the big thing we talked about last week as well were these waiver claims from Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez. We thought, hey, maybe the Twins have a chance to pick up some of these guys and help them out uh, because the Angels cut them so that they were free agents and they could go through the waiver wire, which means the worst teams got a better chance. So the Twins maybe were in position to get them, but the Guardians scooped all three of them up and twins fans are like oh no these guys are helping out cleveland the division race is over what are we going to do and well lucas giolito is somebody who's dominated the twins over the last couple years uh the twins uh kind of had like three years worth of aggression just kind of put back into that start they dominated uh giolito they scored nine runs and three innings off of him and once again Mr. Grand Slam does it again. Royce Lewis has three Grand Slams in his last eight games. He has four Grand Slams in his career. Three of those four Grand Slams have came against the Cleveland Guardians. And this is an interesting little stat. So as we talked about, Royce Lewis hit three Grand Slams in eight games. The only other player in Major League Baseball history to have three Grand Slams in eight games was Lou Gehrig. Royce Lewis is a rookie. He is, I, he's what, played maybe 80 total career games, and he's already put himself in a stat with Lou Gehrig. It's pretty darn impressive. And, uh, I mean, Royce Lewis, me and Corey have talked about it all summer on the sports desk. He's just kind of got that knack of the big moments seem to find him, and he's cool under pressure. If you ever hear him in interviews, he's just, I mean, he's a 24, 20, yeah, he's 24 years old. He's just kind of happy-go-lucky. He's got a smile on his face. He's 24 years old. He's successful at pretty much everything he's ever did. He He's really humble, it sounds like, uh, from interviews. You know, like, he's just, he just seems very cool 
under pressure. Like he doesn't let the weight of the moment kind of hold him back a little bit. And you can see that because whenever Royce Lewis comes up, it's usually with runners on base. And Royce Lewis has been phenomenal. He's been the Twins' best hitter this season with runners on base. And especially when the Twins are losing in games, he's actually a better hitter, which is really fascinating. Um, The point is, Royce Lewis is kind of putting himself into cult hero status at this point and is one of the Twins' most uh, kind of fun players to watch. It's one of those, you know, when you can see the screen on Bally when they're like due up next inning and you see it's like, oh, Willie Castro, Christian Vasquez, Michael A. Taylor, eh, I don't need to catch the next inning. I'll maybe go make a sandwich. But when you see Royce Lewis's name pop up when it says due up next inning, Royce Lewis is going to hit second, you're like, well, I need to make sure I stay and watch because I want to watch Royce Lewis hit. And that's what it's been like for the Twins. Uh, I will say, though, uh, things did get a uh, little interesting in the later part of uh, the game. So the Twins were up like 11 to nothing, 11 to 1 at a certain point in the sixth inning. And so Terry Francona, because it is a very important series, uh, he wants to save the rest of his bullpen because the Twins let Giolito only pitch three innings. The fourth and the fifth and the sixth, uh, the fourth and the fifth, excuse me, were pitched by two different relievers. So Terry Francona says, you know what? I'm just going to throw my position player out on the mound uh, because why not? Then, I mean, we're already losing. So like we can't, it doesn't matter how many points you lose by a loss is a loss. So let's get cream tonight, but let's save our pitchers for the next few ball games, which is a little underhanded because I get like using it in the eighth or the ninth, maybe even the seventh, but the sixth inning and bringing those guys in is just kind of a really cheap move by the guardians because the twins had to use their pitchers. And they had to use their guys while the Guardians didn't. Now, the Twins did bring in Willie Castro to pitch the ninth inning, uh, but I don't know. I I just, I don't like it by the Guardians. And then they got mad because Brent Hedrick came in and hit a couple of their guys, but it wasn't intentional. Like, the guy, if you watched him pitch, just clearly was all over the place. He was not in control of his stuff. And the Guardians were, like, taking exception to that. And it's like, you guys, knock it off. And the Cleveland broadcast by the way, was getting upset at the Twins. Joey Gallo, Matt Walner, uh, uh, there was a couple other guys, Kyle Farmer. uh, All these guys were just hitting moonshots off this position player who's throwing like 50 miles an hour. And the Twins are just sending them into the bleachers. And the Cleveland Guardians broadcast is getting upset at the Twins hitters. Like, oh, another hit off a position player. Like, I don't know. You guys are the ones that brought in a catcher to pitch because you knew the game was over. So don't be mad that the Twins are like, well, we got nine innings. We still want to keep playing. I, I don't know. Seems uh, My point is, is that the Guardians are bad, and they should feel bad. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, September 5th.